Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, It's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply. Let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most, in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of what sitting is, what breathing is, standing is. What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters, and each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character, and it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation. Uh, rather than silent meditation, we're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. We will now chant Ju Sege. Say food. 
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. Finding Your Spiritual Animal One of the great disciples of the Buddha was a woman named Kisa Gotami who lived in Savati. 
she was a young married woman who had recently given birth to a son. Everything in her life was wonderful. Her son was growing up to be a very happy child. But one night, he quickly fell ill and had a high fever. His health quickly deteriorated, and he suddenly died. Kisa was rocked with guilt and shame. Some thought she must not have been a very good mother. She began to question herself. What did she do so wrong? What could she have done differently? Perhaps there was more she could have done. Kisa began to fall into deep depression and denial. She began to wander the streets of Savati, thinking her son was merely asleep and just needed some heroic measures to bring him back to life. No one could help her. Her son was dead and beginning to decompose in her arms, but she kept searching for a miracle cure. Finally, she met someone who suggested that she go see the Buddha. He could help her find what she was seeking. The Buddha knew that what Kisa needed was a practice that would help her realize insight rather than a discussion on the Buddhist doctrine of impermanence. So he asked her to bring him a mustard seed from a household where no one had died. Kisa eagerly performed this task. She was consumed by magical thinking. Surely this was how her son could be brought back to life. The Buddha chose a mustard seed because it was the cheapest, most readily abundant spice, so availability would not be a problem. But the problem was that every home Kisa visited had seen a death. A child had drowned in a flood, a mother had died during childbirth, and a man had been killed by a rampaging elephant. After days of going from house to house, Kisa finally had a moment of insight. She realized that life was not unfair, she was not a victim, and her son's death was not her fault. Death is merely a fact of life for everyone. She had sought magic, but instead found something much more valuable and effective. It was Buddhist insight. Kisa then became a Buddhist nun, realized awakening, and then wrote this spontaneous verse. Having admirable friends has been praised by the sage with reference to the world. Associating with an admirable friend, even a fool becomes wise. People of integrity should be associated with. In that way, discernment grows. Associating with people of integrity, one would be released from all suffering and stress. Would no stress the origination of stress, cessation, and the Eightfold Path, the Four Noble Truths. I've developed this path, noble, eightfold, going to the deathless. Having realized unbinding, I gazed in the mirror of the Dharma. I've cut out the arrow, put down the burden, and done the task. I, Kisa Gotami, my heart well released, have said this. This story had a profound impact on one of our Sangha members. She identified with Kisa Gotami in a very profound and personal way. Kisa became her Buddhist spiritual animal. She modeled her practice after Kisa. Not long after this, her husband began not feeling very well. Within a week, he was diagnosed with stage 4 liver cancer. I went to visit them and conducted an at-home service. He appeared very yellow due to jaundice. I was amazed that how his health had turned so quickly in only a month's time. One night, I was driving home from the Orange County Buddhist Church after Wednesday night mindfulness service, and I received a text. I was at Beach and Ball, and in the left-hand turn signal was red, so I took a peek at my phone. 
she had sent me this brief text. I've cut out the arrow, put down the burden, done the task. I had no idea what she meant by this, but then I realized that she was signaling to me that her husband had just passed away. She was speaking in the words of Kisa Gotami. Kisa's task had also brought clarity to this Sangha member. It helped her deal with her husband's sudden death. The first arrow of losing a loved one is most difficult indeed, but it is the second arrow of guilt and victimization that is unnecessary. She, like Kisa, was able to remove this second arrow and grieve the loss of her husband with clarity. Thank you very much. Namo Amidavits, Namo Davits, Namo Davits. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. Copyright 2021. Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved.